Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, how's it going? Professor Herp here from YouTube. And Olivia, still from my house. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with the second podcast episode on Honey, I Bought a Reptile, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. It was fun to record. We had a pretty good conversation. Olivia and I kind of, well, I, I theorized it as this. I don't know about Olivia so much, but I thought this podcast would be a good way for us to have like about half an hour to 40 minutes to kind of talk and I don't know about whatever. And then she's just like, never wants to do it. <laughs> What do you mean? I want to do it. Mm -hmm. But we always do it, like, late at night, and I'm a sleepy Olivia. Okay, well, there's a, we have this thing called Johnny Trace. Oh, yeah, true. So, you know. It's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have two topics today I want to talk to you about, and hopefully this time I can remember them, because last time I totally blanked. <laughs> Is this going to be, like, a common thing? I hope <laughs> not, because I don't even remember them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the first one, and I, you know, I've talked about this on various medias, but just kind of talk about it since I feel like it's a little more relevant today. We can talk about toxicity in the reptile community a little bit more. And Olivia, who is a graphic designer, what would you call yourself? I'm a digital illustrator. I'm a digital illustrator. That's my own. So she, she comes from the art community a lot. She's also very involved on Twitch and stuff like that. So she has ideas of other communities, gaming communities, art communities. So she can kind of give her perspective from being in those communities and relate that to seeing how it is in the reptile community because she does see that, you know, being part of the family here. So she knows what it's like. And then I'll talk kind of about the reptile community and we could kind of, I don't know, compare, contrast, see if this is a typical community thing, toxicity, or if there's something special about the reptile community <laughs> that we just all want to hate each like other. Like a special blend of uh, people <laughs> that come together with hatred. Then the second topic I wanted to talk about is sort of the behind the scenes of being on YouTube, I guess, in the reptile kind of sense. I mean, I think it's just more YouTube in general. But obviously, you know, creators who have any sort of following always get people who are inspired and want to make their own content, their own channel. And I think that's great. I think if you're really into it and passionate about it, then you should. But there, it's just not... It's not all that it's... It's not all, like, butterflies and rainbows. It's <laughs> There's a lot of mental struggles and just stuff that... I don't know, makes it a little bit difficult and some days makes you want to quit that I feel like a lot of people who kind of look up to being a reptile YouTuber or YouTuber in general don't really take into account. So those are the things we're going to talk about today. So let's dive into the first one. Let's talk about toxicity in the reptile community. And I think the best way to kind of start this, because I'm mostly interested in hearing Olivia's side of this, being that... I'm pretty much, at least recently, close-minded in communities. I, I, I pretty much focus on the reptile community like 90% compared to any other real communities, especially COVID not getting out of the, the house. So it's yeah. like, I, I don't really have much comparisons, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're deep into the reptile interweb community, you know what I mean? <laughs> I you know when you browse YouTube for like too long and your recommendations start getting weird? That's like you in the reptile community. Okay, we know what <laughs> Olivia does, but <laughs> Olivia, being that, you know, your reptile's not your thing, you you love art, you, you did Twitch for a little bit, mm -hmm. and... You know, you, you have other communities, but you also, from interacting with me, hearing some of my videos and some of my thoughts on the community, you know kind of some struggles that it, there are on being in the reptile community and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So what, what do you think? Do you think there's anything unique about the toxicity in the reptile community? Do you think that's just a community thing? How, what is it like in your communities? Um... So one of the things I have noticed, because I am a part of some reptile groups on Facebook, and I think Facebook maybe isn't the greatest. By the way, just real quick, Olivia, no names? Just want to make sure that... Oh, I'm not, I'm Enough. not gonna, okay. yeah. Don't worry, Facebook groups, you're safe. <laughs> you're safe. <laughs> um, but I think... Hey, hold on, I just want to let you guys know that I wish we had a can. I'm like... <laughs> 
comments. First of all, you're screaming, and the game is gonna explode if you keep this up. But number two, I wish you guys could see what's going on during this recording because she's doing this whole interpretive dance to her to her conversation. Using my She's hands doing it right sometimes. now. You can't tell because you can only hear my voice, but John is just. Yeah, but have you to just deal did that it. little like pyramid thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that has nothing to do with what you were okay, talking about. Anyways, one of the things that I think is absolutely unique to just your community is how some of, from what I've seen, I'm not gonna say that this is like completely true, but from what I have observed as like you know a person watching all this happen is your community is extremely like rude to newcomers and i think that like as a newcomer trying to get into the hobby and joining groups and forums and asking questions like obviously newcomers are not going to have all the information they need they're not experienced they have lots of problems maybe they have an enclosure that might be too small for the reptile they got maybe they got sucked into that peco like scam of getting a reptile or something and they're just trying to do their best and try to educate themselves and they go to this community for help because they're trying to seek experienced reptile keepers and a lot of the times they're like bullied or they get shut down they get called like they're abusing their animals and in none of like the communities that i've been in online i, I mean like well uh, i think to me i think the real so i think that that's one of the worst things about the hobby number one because the pe the newcomers are the people who need the most help yes to better their care and you know I, i'm sure I'm sure most of the people who come into Facebook groups and have improper care pictures they post, number one, come in there thinking their setup is amazing. And number two, want to be good keepers. They're not looking to just be like, haha, I'm keeping this tegu in a 40 gallon. Screw like, you guys. Yeah. Like, so Hope this tegu does poorly. <laughs> to me, I feel like people in the reptile community hide behind the guise of what's best for the animal where they really just want to attack people. They, they attack people because they're like, this is a living thing, you should treat it right. But I feel like they just use that as an excuse to attack people. Because yes. if you really wanted what's best for the animal, you wouldn't do that, you know what I mean? So I feel like they just hide behind, you know, the fact that, like, it would be weird if a newcomer came in and had, a like, a bad drawing in art, and you were just like, that's terrible, how well, could you do that? So, like, you know what I mean? that's what I don't understand about the community. Because I feel as though the reptile community is misunderstood and it's small, right? And I think in the growing years, it has become much larger, especially content creation has been like YouTube and like social media has helped it grow, has helped people, you know, become more interested in reptiles. But I feel like if you base your community off of that and you have this type of passive-aggressive tone, it turns off a lot of people from wanting to keep reptiles. It turns off a lot of people from this community, and to be honest, it, it turns me off as well. I'm, I'm someone that's not super into reptiles, but I think when it comes to watching you or, you know, from your perspective, you are so passionate and so loving, and, you know, you try to help as many people as you want, and I feel like if I was just getting into something that I was interested in, that's the type of person and the type of people I would want to surround myself around. And I think, you know, every community is toxic, but I think if you want to start I mean, toxic in, in many ways, I, there's a lot of toxicity in, in art and in gaming, but I, I feel as if, if you just start on Twitch, right, and you're, you know, you join a group of, like, other Twitch streamers, like, a lot of people are going to be open arms with you, I, I mean, people are going to be real with you, you need to have the reala realistic expectations when streaming on Twitch, it's a little bit of a different dynamic, but people aren't, like, passive-aggressive towards you for, like, wanting to start streaming. Or, yeah, I feel like if you get a troll in art or Twitch... It's pretty obvious as a yes. troll. It's not like... It's not like... Because, like, what's always the fun thing is when someone, like, kind of attacks someone or does something against someone, and it's very sly. And then the person tries to say something back, and it's it's hard because, like, when you say something back, like, you, they usually, like, trigger someone, and that person, like, then attacks them. Yeah. And either it's totally about that person, or it's not. And that either makes you look crazy as a person attacking back. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, there's never any clear-cut, 
other than just like some of the the worst of the worst yeah. people or kind of arguments or whatever like there's a big Aki monitor thing going on on Facebook drama wise and it, I'm not going to say more about it but it's <laughs> I don't know it's just crazy man another thing that is interesting is a lot of the communities where toxic like a toxicity occur that I'm in usually stems from children or like young teenagers. See, it's the opposite. And yeah. I find that it's so interesting that most of the passive aggressive passive aggressiveness and like anger and like just rudeness comes from adults. No, easily. Um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, I I think actually. The top, the most experienced people in the reptile hobby, I feel like, are either really great keepers or cutting a lot of corners. There's so many big breeders and, um, I don't know, people who put themselves out on social media and YouTube and stuff who do things incredibly wrong just for clicks and views and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you have breeders and keepers who are amazing and done so much for reptiles and stuff like that. But I feel like them setting the bad ones who are the experienced ones, their example, their setting is 10 times more toxic than, you know, a newcomer coming in be, being like posting a wrong setup when yeah. they didn't even know, you know what I mean? So if you really want to be toxic towards someone, although I'm not saying you should ever be toxic, I think you should be more so, you know, not fangirling or I don't know, fan manning. I don't know if there's, I don't, I don't know if there's a boy version. I kind of feel like it's, I've always like that's weird. It's a random tangent right now, but I always like use fangirling like as a way to like, like communicate, you know, like, yeah, like, oh my god, but like. I always feel like, why is it a girl? Like, why can't it? Why can't it be a guy? I don't know, but that's I use this term in like both ways too. I think that's just like the universal. Yeah, like that's I what don't it's know. called. But anyway, random thought. Or starstruck, both to be starstruck. Sure, there we go. I'll probably still use fan girling, but <laughs> so, I mean, the people who really should, you know, you have the the experienced keepers, and I, I'm not even almost saying experienced, just the long term ones who are cutting corners and not giving proper care, the difference between them and newcomers is they know they're not giving proper care. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they know they're kind of skipping around the system and not doing things right. So that's like, and, and people love them ten times more. Like, I'm sure, like, anybody would side or, I mean, I'm sure they have much more fans than any newcomer or, yeah. you know, like, they have a good following. So, it's just, I don't know, that's, it's kind of backwards there, definitely. I think, like, another thing I have noticed that's, like, kind of similar in, like, a lot of the communities is that there is, like, a lot of jealousy, right? And I feel like now, like I said, like, I think social media is great for getting the hobby out there, for exposing the hobby, but I do think that there are people that see YouTubers, and I think there are a lot of YouTubers and like a lot of um, influencers in the reptile community that do this because they love it, it's their passion, and like you love reptiles. You love them so much, you want to share them with the world, you want to share your passion with people, you want to create conversations, you want to build a community. And I think some people just think, I think some people are just jealous that, like, maybe some people have, like, a small community or if they build a small community and they'll say anything or do anything to, like, tear that kind of down. Or, you, you, you know, you get, like, a lot of mean comments that are, like, kind of unnecessary. Like, you will have, you will put a reptile video and someone will comment on it, clearly not even watching the video. Um, can I give, like, an example of this or am I not allowed to? Well, you just keep it kind of Okay. Abstract. Well, you, you did, like, a video where you were praising someone that's not usually praised in the reptile community. Or you weren't, like, praising someone, you just, like, weren't, like... You gave your thoughts on this person, and they were positive. They were not negative, right? But the title was a clickbait title to get people to click on it, right? But it was not a negative title or anything. And someone had immediately just assumed that you were going to talk, like, poop about, like, this person, <laughs> this whole video, and, like, made a whole comment about it, and how, like, you're abusing your platform, all this, all this nonsense, and clearly didn't watch the video, but just saw the video and just started to make a thing about it. I think some people who are in the reptile community do not embrace 
like influencers do not embrace social media. They think that they're doing this for fame. Well, they think. I mean, I'm just gonna straight out say there's a a decent portion, and I'm sure it's not any of my lovely viewers or I guess listeners right now of the reptile hobby who are not too intelligent. I'm I'm just gonna be straight out like that. It just. Uh, I'm. I've just. That's just what I've experienced. I'm not gonna kind of be. I don't know. Reserved about that, and I'm. I'm. I don't know. I, I. I don't think that's too forward to say, but I just really think that there's a lot of people who just. I don't know. Are in their own little world. Yeah. Who are? They're not like unintelligent, but ignorant. I think. And and that's like that in a lot of communities. Like that jealousy factor is a well, lot. So of the like toxicity. the jealousy factor, like. I can see, not that it's, like, ex- like if you, I mean, like, for instance, like, I'm, there's been plenty of times that I've been jealous of Adam and his success, you know, with Wiccans, Wiccan yeah. reptiles, but I don't do, I, you know, it's not, a, it's not like a jeal, jealousy is, like, it's fine, but you, it's in, there's, like, a healthy type of jealousy, if that makes sense. But it's not that the point where you're actively going out and, like, trying to comment on people and, or, like, create issues in the community. I would love to have a community like Adam's. But, like, I love Adam's content. I support him. I do nothing negative against him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, there's... It's easy to get jealous. And I don't think jealousy all the time is, you know, necessarily bad. I guess it's when you act on jealousy negatively. I think what I'm trying to say... Is that, for instance, I think the whole reptile, like, influencer kind of thing is relatively new. But reptiles aren't relatively new, right? So people who've been doing this for a long time... What's hilarious is that, like, people are so, you know, attack, attack, attack. But pretty much until, like, the beginning of the 2000s, reptile care was horrible. People would get, like, you know, a caiman... As their first reptile, they would get very improper enclosures. Everything was just done not near what it should be. Yeah. If you were to see it now, you would like laugh if someone did that. So, it comes from a lot of the the big names nowadays. Those those are the guys who grew, like cared for reptiles in the beginning and totally you know. Not, and it wasn't really, it's not really, like, their fault, it's just we didn't really, reptile keeping was up and coming, kind of brand spanking new then. Yeah. So, people really didn't know what they were kind of doing and stuff like that. There's there's a lot to it. I'm not trying to crap on anyone. Yeah. But, it's just like, we, we've come from such <laughs> a, a poor start in terms of husbandry and care, and I, I'm happy people want, you know, hopefully to promote good husbandry now, and that's great. But it's just, you know, it just shows that the greatest in your hobby, they're going to have, they're going to have made plenty of mistakes, done plenty of things wrong, and and nobody's infallible. No, and I think that people, I feel like people don't, I mean, yes, a lot of people embrace the reptile community like influencers. There's a lot of love, a lot of positivity, but I do feel that like some people take it Almost as, like, look at this, like, YouTuber who's been on YouTube for, like, a year and, like, has been taking care of reptiles for oh so long. But I've had reptiles for, like, ten years and, like, I know what I'm talking about. So one of the things I've always kind of hated about, I guess, influencers, and it's weird to call it influencers for reptiles because I feel like reptile community is not big enough to be an influencer. But you're an influencer of the reptile community. Well, whatever it is, you guys get what I mean by influencer. So if we're calling them influencers, I think, I mean, the crazy thing is, number one, I don't always think the amount of time you spent doing something equals experience. I think, because like, you could keep a bearded dragon for 20 years, right? And you could then keep, like, five bearded dragons, a couple monitor lizards, whatever, and have a lot, work with them ten times as much throughout your years and keep for a total of ten years. And you'll probably, you're, you you have more overall experience about reptiles than that 20-year person. You know what I mean? It, it's easy to say you have ten years of knowledge, but how much hands-on were you during those ten years or twenty years? Were you learning? Were you interacting? If you only experienced one of that species, that's really not... You can't really d- 
deduce anything from just analyzing one individual of a species. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I always hate that, and I definitely think with me, I think I'm in my fourth year in the hobby now. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that, but I, 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 I honestly think... Although, you know, I, I would say my total amount of years is very young and very new, I think there's people that I, I think I know, especially with my research background, I think there's people where I have more experience than who've been keeping 10, 15 years and haven't been doing the sort of analyzing and studying and experiment that a lot of people don't see on camera and do see on camera that, you know, they don't do. So I think that's... A, a, a thought I have. I don't know if everybody agrees with this. I feel like I think people I, don't. I agree, but like I also disagree. I think, I think I I understand where you're coming from. I feel like when it comes to your hobby, I think time, like you, experience is not just time. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like there's way more that goes into, but I don't necessarily think that like someone. Like, I think if you've done 20 years of keeping reptiles, like, there's probably things that you've seen that people, like, you wouldn't but have seen But it depends on the context years. around that. It depends how many reptiles, how much time you're spending with them each week, how many of a specific yeah. species. So I think because of that, you can't really gauge someone's experience really at Based all. off of total time. But what I'm saying is people do that. Okay. And that's, I don't agree with that. I, I think that's wrong. I think total time... It, that doesn't mean anything. It's how you spent that time. Okay. Now, if you spent 20 years of doing what I did for four years, obviously you're going to know more than I am. So, just a, just a question, because I'm, I'm just trying to understand, mm-hmm. like, your, your logical thinking about this. So, let's say someone like you, who has multiple species of reptiles, right? You work with multiple species of reptiles for four years, but you have someone who's worked with one species specifically for, like, ten years. Do you feel that you may have more experience than that well, person? Well, so, I, I mean, I think overall that's very broad. So I'm I'm not trying to get too specific because I'm just trying to keep it at a broader term of just intelligence. But, I mean, like, that's what... I, so, like, for instance, like, Joey Johnston runs Rose City Reptiles. Okay. Keeps Tegus. Never had an Aki monitor. Mm-hmm. I know more about Aki monitors than him. Yeah, because he's he knows a tegu guy. way more about tegus than I do. Okay. So, but that doesn't mean that you get what I'm saying. But like in terms of overall reptile intelligence, I would say he probably knows more than me. I feel uh, pretty like steadily, you can. But, I feel like. But I think real quick, just yeah, to finish, sorry. I think if you're really trying to discuss this as a topic, it just comes down to specifics. You know, like someone yes. might have a specialty in ackies. Someone might have a specialty in a gecko. You know what I mean? So, but nobody looks at it that way. Everybody looks at it at a very high level. So that's what I'm trying to communicate. So I feel like that's really interesting that you say that because I think because all reptiles and species of reptiles are so different and they require so many different things. Well, it depends. There's no, like, I I think that there's no such thing as having overall reptile experience because... No, there is. There is. But you would take a, it wouldn't be like five reptiles. And, but it, it would take a lot. And I, I think that contributes to why a lot of people don't trust exotic reptile vets. Because, because there's just so many different types of species. It's not like dog species. breeds, you yeah. know what I mean? So it, it is more advanced than like a dog or something. But I think there is, and I'm not saying like I think this would be accomplishable in maybe like 30 years of experience, yeah. of good experience, uh, an overall reptile knowledge. But. No, it does get very specific. It kind of, it all depends, you know? It's just whatever you're passionate about. I don't think you need to have overall experience. I don't think you need to have specific experience. Experience. (laughs) You just got to do what you love. That's all that matters. That What you're most passionate about is going to be the most successful for you and what you should continue with. But the second thing kind of I was talking about before we get to our next topic, because we're really getting into this one, was... Other than the time experience thing for influencers and breeders and whatever, people who, you know, kind of made a name for themselves, people will also just blindly trust big name breeders or big name influencers or someone who has some sort of following. And, you know, there's a lot of good ones out there, but there's a lot of bad ones. Mm -hmm. 
And I think this is just kind of like, you know, we'll talk specific to YouTube since that's kind of my area. But usually when you watch something on YouTube, you take it for a fact. You know what I mean? Like, if you... Unless it's like... I guess it depends on the channel, but like, if you watch like a documentary on YouTube, do you ever be like, let me see if that's really true, or I, I no, feel like... You, you trust that they've done their research and, and I feel like, like that's how people bad. look at reptile YouTubers, is that they see this person, this person has like 100,000 subs or 1 yeah. billion subs, and they're like, well, 999,999 other people subscribe to this guy. He's got to be doing something, right? Yeah, especially if it's a care guide. Like, they specifically put out this video with the knowledge. But the thing is, you have to realize is that a lot of YouTube is clickbait. A lot of it is entertainment factors. So, people don't always subscribe for knowledge on reptiles, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, they, you know, they might have got their subscriber base from doing entertainment videos, which is fine. I think there's you know, different avenues to go about different niches on YouTube. Yeah. And I think, you know, ed focusing on entertainment for reptiles is fine, but then it might not just be as reliable in the knowledge area. So do you find that those type of, of influencers are toxic to the community? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I mean, I don't know how to really say where the... With the fixes, I mean, I think it's on both. I think it's on the influencer, the breeder, whatever. Usually breeders are a little bit better than influencers because they're breeding, so they have to have some knowledge. But usually, I, I think, you know, the, the, the entertainment influencers, I guess we'll call them, I mean, I think they should be less focused on trying to do knowledge content or really make sure they... I don't know. It's like, because... It, I mean, there are entertainment influencers out there who still have knowledge, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's hard to kind of say, but I I don't know. I, I think it, then it's also up to probably the viewer to kind of really kind of vet it. So it's Yeah, well, it's I think, like, a lot of that, I think, like, the toxicity, I mean, I'll make this, like, quick, when it comes to, like, those kind of things, is people love who they love, right? So if this person says, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, ultimately this. it's about personality. Yeah, it, exactly. And I think I'm going to give this as an example. Cause I know it's like a, like a common thing where like, you shouldn't keep a bearded dragon on like loose substrate. Right. So if like well, one no, YouTuber, no, no, I'm just saying, no. I'm giving this as an example of no. things that are like problematic in the community. I don't know anything about this. Mm -hmm. I'm giving this as an example Here we go. that I've seen. Okay. Mind you guys, I'm not a reptile keeper. These are things that I observe as, like, a non-biased person. I don't know if a beer dragon should or should not be on loose subject. I have no idea, mm -hmm. okay? So, but I feel like if an influencer was like, this is not good, right? And they just told everybody that. And what if I'm a follower of this influencer? She's my favorite. He's my favorite influencer. Whoever they are is my favorite influencer. I love them. I don't know anything about bear dragons. And they told me that loose substrate was not good. I would then go around with that knowledge that, like, this is not good. Because I trust that person. It's a person that I trust. Well, I think the whole thing is, is that you as a viewer, if someone says something is bad, they should have evidence as to why it's bad. Convincing yes. evidence. Then you as a creator, if you're saying something is bad or something is good, you should present that evidence, convincing evidence, of why you think that's good or bad. And if you don't have convincing evidence, you should say it's an opinion piece. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is I think that creates toxicity because those people automatically just think, this person said so, I trust this person, and well, yeah, then create yeah. problems with other people who have opposing opinions. And I think that... That's something that's a big problem in your community as well, is pe I feel like people aren't entitled to have, like, opinions. I think, a like, I think there's not a well, lot of science the, for reptile keeping. There's yeah, not a the lot ultimate of thing is that there's not, in terms of sciences, that much research on reptiles. So when someone says something or, you know, it, much of what we talk about is just observation and opinions. Yeah. Because we don't really have much facts that we can present and be like, well, this study said this. Yeah. And, and I, study back that and study I think up. that a lot of reptile keeping, 
from what I observe, like I said, I am not a reptile keeper, so I just want to make sure before people come and attack me, right? What do you um, mean? You have, like, nine reptiles over there. <laughs> well, I don't take care of them. Sometimes you do. But you, I feel you have like, a video on YouTube. I feel like reptile keeping for a long time was trial and error. Well, still is. And but... it's, yeah, because there's no, like, concrete fact where you know for sure, because there's not been an extensive study being done on, like, certain species of reptile where you know for a fact this is what it is, this is how it is. And you can take observations from the wild, but ecosystems and everything are changing all the time, and reptiles are adapting all the time, and you do this thrive and survive thing, and a lot of the times, like, people don't know, like, exactly 100% what's going to make them thrive, and it's going to be a trial and error until one day... There's concrete evidence as to what it is, and I think that people are so set in, like, the ways that they're not open for other opinions or other ideas, and I think people are quick to attack other people for having other ideas or other opinions, and I understand like, the aggressiveness for that, because it's living things, and it's not like you can trial and error with living things because you're, like, playing with something, like, with a life. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm not going to keep my bearded dragon in an aquarium and be like, my bearded dragon's going to have gills one day, you know? <laughs> like, I think, I think small little things like that you should be open to and not so aggressive. And that's just kind of my spiel on the toxicity in your community. <laughs> All right, so let's move on, since we spent a good amount of time on that topic. To the next topic, let me know what you guys think, though. I'm sure this will be posted on social media or something like that, so you will probably have some place to comment, so let me know. Maybe join the Discord. But talking about being YouTuber, reptile YouTuber, I guess influencer, whatever. Um, I don't know. Let's, let's just kind of dive into... You, let, let's say you're looking at being one. Okay. At someone, you know, who's listening, because like I said, I, I, you know, time after time, usually a couple of months, I get people asking me questions, wanting to start their own channel, and by no means am I trying to dissuade you from doing that. I just also want you to be realistic, and I feel like I haven't really ever had a place to kind of talk about it. In mm -hmm. case you are one of those individuals thinking about a channel and doing it somewhat seriously and diving into it like I have. If you have a passion about it, all the negatives are worth it. Now, they still stink, but they're worth it. If this is just something where you're like, I want to be big on YouTube or something like that. Something, I don't know, maybe not so serious right, right to you right now and it's just like a cool idea. There's a lot more drawbacks than you would probably imagine, and I mean, this is there's a lot of mental health issues with a lot of creators on platforms like YouTube and Twitch, and a lot of it has to do with these drawbacks, so I think it's just good to quickly kind of talk about some of those drawbacks, like I said, and just communicate them. So you know in going into a channel what it could be like. And it might be different for you as a person. I'm definitely more worrying than average person, more anxious. Mm -hmm. So it might not weigh on your mind as much. But being that I also talk to a lot of other creators in the community, I know pretty much all of them have the same mindset I have of constantly checking subscribers going down in subs one week and not sure why or thinking you're making really good videos and then then they do bad or you get that one bad comment out of 50 other good comments and that just weighs on your mind or that one dislike it really and like I said it's you know I'm much more anxious but this is not only me this is plenty of people I talk to it really weighs on your mind and I, I mean number one I think it's you know, hard when you're really passionate about your do, what you do and what, you know, you want to be successful, but you also, you know, every human has a desire to be liked and stuff like that, and yeah. it's just, it weighs on your mind a lot more. The negatives are a lot easier to focus on than positives, than positives when doing YouTube or being in the public light. And that's, and that's like that, for instance, I'm, I'm an artist, and, and I have to you're manage... An artist? Wow. 
okay. That hurt. See that negative right there? I'm going to go cry myself to sleep well, now. Because I mean, it's not like we just talked about <laughs> you being an artist for well, 30 minutes. maybe they forgot. Okay, so it's like that for, you know, for all types of different social media platforms, I think. For for instance, for me, you know, it's for, for artists, it's taxing when you post a sketch that maybe took 10 minutes and you get a lot of engagement and you work on something for hours and hours and you're so proud of it and you get almost little to no engagement and a lot of that has literally nothing to do with how good you are or your content it's just sometimes it's an algorithm thing there's a lot of things that are into play I think YouTube is just kind of different in a way because I think people see you being a YouTuber as exciting and cool and it's so easy you just film a video you put it up and people like you and there's just so much time and effort and work that goes into like five ten minute video a five ten minute video can take you hours and hours and hours of work and I think from what I have observed because I'm not a reptile youtuber but I live with one and I have to work around one and we have to find the time to make things work for both of us in our lives so that you can still pursue, you know, your YouTube career. And there's just, with reptiles especially, you have to still take care of the reptiles. So not only do you have to produce content and spend time on editing content, filming content, you also have to spend time taking care of your reptiles. You know, they come first, they have to do all that. And I think people don't realize that it's not just I put on my camera, I talk for 10 minutes, and I turn it off, and that's it. There's just so much more. Yeah, well, I mean, I think specific to being a reptile YouTuber, like you said, there's, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm very worrying and anxious, and whenever, you know, something is a little off with a reptile or something, I get really concerned about that reptile, much more than I probably should be. I mean, I'm talking about... Little things like, you know, it's their shed's not coming off that great, or it, it's just things that, like, I feel like a normal person, or, you know, normally it's nothing life-threatening nor harmful, but I just really care about them. And, you know, I'm really hard on myself about my care and stuff like that, but then I also have to brace for a community reaction as well, because more often than not, someone in the community is going to notice something even if it's little. Yeah. So, it's just kind of a double whammy there, having, you know, dealing with that drawback, and I think the other big thing about YouTube is that consistency is probably the biggest key to growing on YouTube, and that literally means posting at the same time, the same amount, every week, on the same day. Which is extremely taxing and extremely and even like missing one video can potentially set you back so it's really it feels impossible if you're taking it seriously to miss a video or take a week vacation and you really it's really a grind so I, i don't i don't really necessarily like that part about it i obviously do take time off from time to time because i go insane if i didn't and yeah, that's just really one of the things I don't like about YouTube is how you have to really be super consistent. But, I don't know. I, I just want to say, on that topic, it is a constant battle with John to see if he should take off. I mean, from his girlfriend's side point of view, there are weeks where John is stressed out because he's also a grad student. He's got a lot of work to do. Sometimes we have family stuff come up. You know, maybe the baby is sick, you know, or, you know, something like that happens. And he still feels the need in order for him to be successful on this platform to just kind of suck everything up and still put out content. And I think that as wonderful as YouTube is and as wonderful, all the wonderful things that YouTube has given us and John, like himself personally, and all the good things have come out of it. I think that YouTube can be super taxing on mental health, super taxing on like stress levels and anxiety just because you feel like you can't take a break or else you're punished for it. You know, a normal 9 to 5 job you have weekends off, but John is constantly doing things for his community, for his reptile community. That never shuts off. And like, well, so a couple things off that. Number one, like you said, with reptiles specifically on YouTube, 
it's not just filming videos. It's not like I can play a game, record that, put it out there. And it's done. And it's done. Like, I, you know, YouTube's one thing, but then I also have to, I do a lot behind the scenes. Not only, you know, maintenance and general care, but working with them, taming with them, spending time with them. I'm not a big fan, and this is just my opinion, of having a super large collection because I like to analyze my reptiles every day for a good amount of time to make sure they're doing well. And I keep saying this, but I'm, I worry. So that's why I do that and prefer doing that. So I really like to get to know my reptiles one-on-one, -on -one, and I feel like that's hard with a very large collection. So, you know, there's a lot more than just the videos. And then once you start growing on YouTube and have a decent following, it becomes more than YouTube. You also have a Discordia form. You have three social media accounts. What else is there? We have a podcast now. I yeah. have to maintain a relationship with Reptilinks now because of the sponsorship or affiliation I have with them now. So I have to keep in contact with them and look for collab ideas. And yeah. it just turns into YouTube, the filming, the video, pretty much comes becomes 20% of the work. You know, 80% of the work is, at least with Reptile, you know, YouTubers, I feel like, at least for me, is not YouTube content. No. I feel like it started with YouTube, but now, you know, it, it just turned into so many other avenues that you need to do to grow and kind of grow your presence and your brand that YouTube is now the minority, even though that's kind of what started it all. Yeah. I mean, John is very focused on community, and so he spends a lot of time really talking to others, answering questions, answering emails, communicating with other people, helping other reptile keepers, you know, and he's very invested in that, and that's something that people don't really take into account, and I think that's, that's going to be that way. If you are, if you're a YouTuber or you're some sort of influencer, it's going to, it's going to start on one platform and as your brand grows, you're going to have to do more, more work. There's a lot more behind the scenes. Um, as an artist, I like to watch studio vlogs and John thinks they're so boring. He's so <laughs> mean. He's so mean and so, he's just not very nice about studio vlogs, but basically they're, they're kind of boring, but I like them. <laughs> and they kind of just show in like the in and outs of like what it's like to be a freelance artist, someone who maybe owns like a small shop. And a lot of the work you would, a lot of the time you think it would be funny if, if you're an artist for a living, you do most of your work is drawing, right? There's artists who run their businesses and maybe only get to draw once or twice a month. And most of their business and most of what they do is marketing, answering emails, working on like how to, you know, have a stronger social media presence. Social media, it seems like such an easy thing. You know, you see Instagram influencers, you see YouTubers, and it's just, it seems so effortless. You work your 9 to 5 job, and you're like, I just wish I could do that. It would just be so cool to do that, and there's just so much. Well, I always would be like, kind of, you know, I don't, you know, people not answering comments and stuff who have a following or something, I was like, you know, this is your community that got you to this point and helped you grow while you were trying to, like, communicate Interact. with everyone and really be with your community and me now being at only 5,000 compared to much bigger channels I'm you know as much as I really try to make time to answer questions and comment I'm, I'm really falling behind there and it's not because I don't want to but it's just I need to maintain my own sanity you know yeah and I have you know grad school baby much more on my plate than I feel like the average person but I could really see now how someone who has a much bigger channel kind of doesn't really have the ability to do, to do that because I'm already struggling to do that. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, like, it's not even just to... Sometimes I miss, like, people inquiring about a reptile and stuff like that. It's not even, like, just general comments, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, whenever I get messages or whatever, I just don't always get around to looking at them, you know? Yeah. And it's just, I want to, but... You know, it's it's different when you see your inbox and you have one or two messages and you have the time to just go through them and give a thought-out answer, but it's different when you have, you know, 
even 10 to 15, 20 messages. And then trying to do all the content. Well, Olivia sees to... the messages I get on Discord and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we. I'm a moderator in that Discord, and I can't even moderate it because there's just so much going on all the time that I don't have the time to sit there and just read and well, moderate. Well, I'm talking about, like, private messages, but, like... Oh, I, yeah. I probably get at least 20 messages, private messages <laughs> a day across social media. Fun fact. Discord has this little beep, right, that goes every time you get a message. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, I swear to you, I dream about this beep. Because <laughs> I hear it all the time. Sometimes he's not in the office, he's in his, you know, Amazon warehouse garage working <laughs> on his reptiles, and I'm sitting here in my office trying to draw, and, you know, it's quiet, and you just hear beep, beep, and then it's like beep, 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 beep. And it's just all messages, and I'm just sitting here, and, uh, you know, I, I like to think that I have talent, right? And I have a little, <laughs> a, a bit of a following, right? But you know how many times my beeps? Never. I never get a beep. I don't get people, people don't want to talk to me, I don't get DMs. John's got so many DMs, it's, like, sad, almost, you know? And he answers them, it's incredible. Um, but I think, like, what maybe we should, like, talk about is, like, what your advice, or, like... Well, we're going to have to wrap it up. It's yeah. going pretty long. Like, in, like, a, you know, a general sense, like, what would you say to someone who wants to start? Like, I know it's, we, we've talked about, like, it's not easy. It's tacking, taxing on, like, mental health, you know, even though it's easy to say don't focus on the negative, like, you kind of focus on the negative. Like, what would be your overall, like, advice to someone, like, starting, like, in the realistic, like, terms that you can give? Um, be prepared for it early. Yeah. And um, only do it if you're really passionate about it because you're you're probably not gonna have too much fun with it if this is kind of just a cool idea or I don't know. It, it, and it depends if you don't take it seriously and just post on and off just for the fun of it. None of this probably is gonna end up mattering. Um, be, you know, I think it only matters if you take it seriously. The negative stuff. Do you feel that like if someone goes into this with the passion for reptiles? they'll have a better kind of sense than someone going in with, I, I like I like reptiles, but I want to be famous on YouTube. I don't think someone with that mindset would make it with reptiles or on YouTube. I think to be successful on YouTube or in general, you have to come in with a passion about whatever you're doing. Yeah. So if you don't come in with a passion on YouTube, I don't really, th of what you're doing content on, I don't really think, I think you you're probably a very slim chance of continuing following through being successful. Okay. So you feel that... Basically, like, if you're going to start a YouTube or if you're planning on starting I mean, you YouTube, can still do, like, a hobby YouTube channel. It's just you wouldn't post consistently. You would just yeah. do it for the fun of it, and that's fine. But I'm if just people saying. were, like, seriously considering, like, mm -hmm. becoming a part of, like, this influencer reptile community, that you would say authenticity and, like, passion would be the most important when it comes to that kind of stuff? Yeah, passion. Just be prepared. Plan it out. Know it's going to take a lot of time if you really want to commit to it. Know that not everybody... I mean, I don't even really count myself super successful this far. I, I think that I'm successful than most channels, but, you know, it, I, there's definitely channels who don't even reach my level of success. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's also no guarantee that you're gonna make it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or or get to a certain size or something. And that's not all on you. I mean, a lot of YouTube and getting people to subscribe to you and watch you and stuff like that is personality, but a lot of it is also the YouTube algorithm, which is just this really confusing thing even for a PhD in computer science. <laughs> so... It's not really always you doing something wrong, and that's really a hard thing about YouTube. So take it in stride. Don't go in with the expectation that you'll be living, doing YouTube full-time in five years. Yeah. Just see how it goes for a couple of years, and then you can kind of project where you're going, see what you can do to get better, and kind of go with it. Just go with the flow. Just reduce the stress as much as, as possible, and... Do what's best for yourself before anything. Don't kind of let other people kind of control you. Yeah. And I think that it's healthy to build 
friendships and relationships with other YouTubers because I think a lot of the things that YouTubers go through, like normal people wouldn't really understand unless like you also did it. And I think that goes for like any influencer kind of thing, like streaming on Twitch for 12 hours a day, like not going outside and not really eating or being healthy. Like people don't really see that when like they watch Twitch streamers and mm. you know, people don't really see like artists working like obnoxious hour days. I wake up sometimes, I used to wake up at three in the morning just to draw art because I couldn't sleep because like that's all I could think about. Like those kind of things people don't really understand it, but other artists do and other influencers un understand other influencers and if you're getting serious and you're having like those kind of negative feelings like John said, like sometimes he focuses on a negative comment or sometimes he focuses on the negative and like forgets about all the good things, all the good comments, all the positive parts of the community. I feel like when he, if he talks to someone, another influencer that has that, it, it's easier and to understand and like to kind of discuss that than it is to maybe discuss it with me because I'm not in that position. So when he tells me he's getting a negative comment, I'm just like, so what? Like, who cares? Like, not everyone's going to like you, but I don't understand it because I'm not an influencer in that way. Mm -hmm. So I don't really get, you know, what it's really like. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's good on that topic. I kind of want to wrap it up a little bit because we've gone a lot longer than I thought we were going to be going. So I hope you enjoyed the second podcast. I feel like it was a lot more serious conversation, which, you know, is good. I think we'll be bouncing around depending on the topic, but I think it was, I think it was a good conversation. I think we talked about things that I really couldn't have a, a way to communicate before that I've been... I always kind of wanted, a, like, a platform where I could kind of just kind of talk about yeah. some things, where it didn't have to be organized and edited super well, and it could kind of just be a conversation, because there's information I want to say sometimes, or some things that I experience, and there really wasn't a way to do it, yeah, so... It's not appropriate for a YouTube video. Yeah, so I, I think that's kind of sometimes good to do on here as a podcast, so... As long as it has to do with experiences and dealing with the reptile hobby, uh, we'll be talking about it here, and we'll be doing a mix of serious and laughs from time to time. But we're going to wrap it up here, guys. So I appreciate you guys listening in. Make sure to let me know how you're liking the podcast, if you can. I'd really appreciate the feedback. It means a lot to me just to know if you guys are enjoying it. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hopefully you can find that somewhere <laughs> because I have all different handles and I don't remember. So just search you Professor have, You have a link tree. Why not just give them your link tree handle? I'm not going to be like link.tree slash Professor Herb or something. I don't do even know what it is. Link tree slash whatever your link tree handle is. Well, I don't know what it is. That's, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you tuning in. Make sure, again, we don't know if you subscribe. We don't know if, you, if there's a follow button. Whatever it is that you need to do to Find keep <laughs> up to date with these podcasts, you do it. Yeah. That's what Press you whatever button that yeah. is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just just look for and it. And I know for a fact there is a share button because I did my research. <laughs> so if you really like us and you don't think I'm annoying and talk a lot, feel free to share us around. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate it. And we're going to wrap up the podcast now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.